beyond infinity. Now, kind of lead story today and a little bit unexpected, but um, John's just been telling me about a series of cyber attacks that took place on our website just recently. I think mm. he said on the 31st of May. Yeah. And according to the site diagnostics that we've run, these originated in the Russian Federation. Yeah, look, it's... It- it seems to be that look things can, you can spoof your address so you right. could you know make an attack from an alternate location and make it look like that i okay. mean like uh you know some people in russia are apparently being confused for people in america in terms of some of the election stuff that's been happening on there so we, right. we can't say with 100 china or china we can't say with 100 percent certainty however uh, what what so what happened essentially is i regularly get emails which come in from a plugin called WordFence, and that's connected to our website this is a security plugin that, that I've added into the site mm. and it will tell me things like um, you know prevented a, a login attack or prevented some other attack and I don't get emails all the time but with you know some uh, irregularity uh, every other day or every other week I might get something to just sort of give me an update about what's going on right uh, last week I actually get uh, I got a, a couple of emails in succession which said uh, you know prevented attack you know WordFence has blocked a number of attacks that have happened in the last 10 minutes you know for example one of them was uh, uh, the WordFence web application firewall has blocked 569 attacks over the last 10 minutes now this caught my attention because normally uh, on a normal day we might get 20 or 30 different attacks and and what that means is somebody's trying to force login to the back end of our website for the purpose of changing content right they might be performing some kind of sql injection uh, and what that means is they're trying to directly reword or you know or change the database in the back end so mm a post that we have on our website there might be a link on that page and what they're trying to do is change that link so that it goes back to their site or, an, or another site that they choose so something that we have not done and 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 this is exactly what this attack done mm. they were attempting to uh, break into the site it was all coming from the same ip and then all of a sudden a few minutes later i get another email and then another email and so every few minutes i was just getting email after email after email so i logged into the, uh, the back of the site and i could see that as I said before, you know, up to say 50 attacks a day. I mean, we're up to like 12,000 attacks in the in the space of a couple of hours. And just just for listeners and for me, when you make multiple attacks, are you varying details or variables within that attack to slightly make it more effective than the previous attack? I mean, or are you just literally hammering on a door? waiting for the door to break. I'm just wondering what's the difference between each of those 12,000 attacks? Look, it's a bit of both. Uh, So what they're doing is they're putting a little bit of code at the end, like sort of in a query string. Look, I won't get into the depths there, but they go to, let's say, um, you know, one page where there might be some kind of input field, and then they change to a different page they attempted a number of attacks on you know, developers earning passive income. So one of the recent posts that we put up on the website, so they were on that same page, and they were just looking for ways where they could inject some code. Because we have a lot of plugins on the website, there's, there's code that sits behind the page that not every user is going to mm. see. Things then, like a Bitcoin price yeah, uh, ticker, that yeah. kind of thing. And, and what it is, it's just it's just an opportunity for a, an attacker, a hacker, to you know look at, say, well, how can I manipulate that code? Is there anything that I can do to try and bypass this and they're looking for insecurity so throughout one page they could have 
just added an extra part onto the HTTP link. So you know when you you type in beyondinfinity.com.au mm. in the address bar, mm. Mm. well they've added a number of things at the very end, um, okay. which has got some sort of code in there to try and say, well, if it doesn't have enough security, I can break in and therefore I can directly change you know the database from here. Mm. So once I was logged in there, I could see it was all coming from the one IP address. I was able to um, block that, but I think at final count, it's up to uh, 57,717 attacks from this one IP address, so this one location. Right. It even prompted our web host, Paul Waddy, a past presenter on the show. He said, oh, look, we, we can see a bit of a spike in traffic. Is this expected? I mean, we, we, we love traffic to our site, but the better traffic, not yeah, the Not attack. people trying to hack in there and change the site and get control of stuff, yeah. Yeah, so look, we don't know the specific purpose. We don't know if we were the subject of a targeted attack. We're not suggesting that because a lot of this stuff, it, it just sort of randomly found. Um, you know, mm. we might have popped up, you know, I've posted to the website, I've posted to social media, and that's caught the attention of somebody or yep. just a computer that's just running through through a whole list of just automated hacking attempts. Mm. It's like that woodpecker, just like really quickly, just bang, 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 just, just keep going, keep going. Can I find a vulnerability here? Fortunately, we're using a plugin. It is a free plugin that anyone with a WordPress site should you know, be using. Mm. And if it's not this one, use a security plugin. Because mm. if we didn't have this, then there's a fairly good chance that we wouldn't have picked it up and they would have eventually found, a, uh, you know, found some kind of uh, vulnerability in the you know, entry in there. Because uh, as safe as we want it to be, there's no way that it's 100% secure and safe. This yep. kind of adds that, that buffer where you, know, you hope it's enough to prevent an attack. And it is. We were able to block... So within there I was able to block that IP address mm. then I went in and I actually blocked the, an IP range so I basically said didn't Paul block the whole of Russia yeah well he came back to me and he said look um, you know, maybe we should just block all of Russia and they'll stop they'll give up so he went in and went because he has higher level access than the you know where I yep. was yep. And, and he went in and just said that's it no one from Russia can um, you know view the site so and, that, and then after that nothing nothing else and it all stopped so that being effective, would that confirm that it was actually from Russia as opposed to a, another location spoofing that it was from Russia? Yes. As I'm logged in now, uh, I've actually, um, you know, at the back end, just having a look at some of the stats, it does appear that we've got some recent attacks, not as many, but um, a few which occurred today, which mm. have come in from Ukraine. Mm. So right next door to, mm. to Russia. Mm. Look, it's possible that it was Russia based on the fact that we've had no further attacks because of what we've blocked. Mm. Because you would think that, yes, if they recognize, well, you've blocked Russia, let's try it from somewhere somewhere else, China or, you know, let's try and spoof our location. Mm. It hasn't occurred. Maybe they've tried now with Ukraine, just, you know, using a VPN or some other service to, you know, attack from there. You know, the key real thing is, as we keep saying, is be aware of the security that, that you're using and make sure that you're keeping that up to date. Mm. particularly if you're using a WordPress website, which is an open source platform, meaning that anybody can view the code. And mm -hmm. if you put other plugins to your site to make it function in a particular way, yep. you know, we, we use a Twitter plugin and a Facebook plugin to make things display on the homepage. Yep. There can be vulnerabilities in those plugins, which could have been an entryway to then change it. And then that would have mean there was potentially malicious software or you know redirections on our website going yeah. off to... Yeah. And look, you, we're very open about this program and really we are focused on science and technology however that does on occasion 
cause us to comment on politics. Sure. You know, for example, if, inter- if the internet is being censored, mm. we've done a story not so long ago about Russia wanting to have a kill switch for the external world's internet mm-hmm. so that they can actually, in a time of conflict perhaps, or cyber act- attack, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, they can actually block out the rest of the world mm-hmm. and thereby stop the vulnerability of, of external attack mm-hmm. and have their own Russian-only internet. Mm-hmm. China's got its own internet. China senses, has its own um, equivalents of social media, mm-hmm. which is state-controlled. Yes. And in fact, today, I should mention that today is the 30th anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre, where a bunch of students, up to 10,000, mm-hmm. died Lost protesting. Lives, yeah. And uh, this was in 1989, so t- 30 years ago today. And I actually went to China in 1990, and I remember walking through Tiananmen Square, which is right in the middle of Beijing. It's a big tourist attraction. There's a big mural of of Chairman Mao on one wall, and uh, I think a mausoleum in the same square. I could see then, this is in 1990, you could see that the ground, the paving of that square had been recently repaired. So there'd been damage done because of that conflict where the army was basically being you know, used, used, the, the, to, used to break up and put down that, that, uh, those dissidents who were protesting, who were potentially making the, the first move towards wanting democracy in China. Mm-hmm. Now, we know what's happened since then. You've got a very authoritarian state over there. And in fact, there's, there were memes created, I think, in about 2013, where to get around Chinese censors, instead of tanks on Tiananmen Square in a row, in that famous photo where uh, a, a protester stood and blocked the tanks and mm-hmm. the tanks went around him in the end, mm-hmm. they've actually substituted rubber ducks mm. instead of tanks. <laughs> and that was a way of getting around the, the, the censors. And that was apparently squashed very quickly on, on social media in China. Apparently, the average person in China, the average student in China, doesn't know anything about mm. Tiananmen Square. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they uh, have not seen that photo. Even if they have seen the photo before, they, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. Now, that's where we sometimes cross the line where technology is related to politics. It's, it's sort of inevitable, you know, not to mention the election of Trump and the possible involvement of social media, well, mm. the definite, the confirmed involvement yeah. of social media mm. and the manipulation of social media in, in changing voter intentions, that sort of stuff, swinging people. So the two do collide, but generally speaking, we are a science and technology show. We're not really wanting to get in politics. And that's in right. a way, it's for this kind of reason, you know, yeah. for, for this kind of stuff. So there it is. We've said our piece and uh, we'll take a quick break now and be back with more on Beyond Infinity. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.